0: So, we ended with Pilate bringing Jesus out, having been tortured and dressed like a clown. Behold the man. Behold Adam. Behold all human beings. But behold one who bears it in his body and shows it what sin has done to the human race. Behold the man. For the high priest and the officers. Now, John is very careful through here to name the protagonists, you see, the high priests and the officers. When they saw him, they cried out, Crucify! Crucify! That's what they cried out. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him. Because I find no crime in him. Said, Why did you beat him? You see that. He's got a protect himself well I you know I, I punished him and let him go before he gets back to Rome you see what I mean that because um, the Jews if they don't if he lets him go the Jews are going to write and they got friends in Rome and they're you know what I mean he's this is the worldly man uh, take him yourselves and crucify him because I find no crime in him now you have to watch all the Jewish answers I remember John is a Jew he loves the Jews he loves his own people he wants them to come to salvation. This is not an angry man trying to point the finger at how bad they are, you know. But he's got to tell the truth. The Jews now not see, that's the normally that's the ruling party in Jerusalem. The Jews answered him, We have a law. Who gave you that law? The man right there that you're trying to kill. The Logos gave you that law. The Logos who has become flesh. We have a law. People hide behind the law when they want to do stuff that's against the law. And according to that law, he should die. Because he made himself a son or the son of God. Whoa. Like anybody who doesn't have a clear, strong faith, they're usually quite superstitious. And so is Pilate. When he heard this statement, watch John now. He feared all the more. He feared all the more. So he entered the praetorium again. See the back and forth. And said to Jesus, where are you from? Now where is he from? Galilee? Nazareth? He's from the Father. From all eternity. Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Dignity. He's not pleading for his life. They're trying to be nice to Pilate. He wants to win him over, but it's got to be on the basis of truth. Pilate said to him, you are not speaking to me? Are you not aware that I have the power to release you and the power to crucify you? Not just kill you, crucify you. It's like saying, don't you realize I have the power to let you go or to, to electrocute you? Put you in the electric chair, which is horrid, you see? Uh, Jesus answered, you would have no power in my regard unless it was given to you from above. God, you know, uh, knows this, the, uh, the laws of men. And but so the power, whoever has power, authority in any situation, is from God. Now Pilate, I think, is getting pretty nonplussed. Therefore, the man who handed me over to you has the greater sin. Not saying Pilate is not sinning, but the other one has a greater sin. For so many reasons. But you see, we don't know if he's in hell or not one act of contrition and he's forgiven he might spend a long time in purgatory but he's not going to go to hell we have to realize that you see he has the greater sin now from that point see, that must have really impressed Pilate. you know the calmness the truth the courage you see from that point Pilate sought to release him but the Jews again, you see, how he always names the characters, cried out saying, and he doesn't mean that, that all Jews, he means the this crowd of Jews. But the Jews cried out saying, if you release him, you are no friend of Caesar's. And that is a, a, a philos, a kesaros. That's an honorary title. You know, it's not just You know, Caesar won't like you anymore. It's it's a a very special honorary title. And you're going to lose it, buddy. Um, You are no friend of Caesar's. When Pilate heard these words, he led Jesus out again. And now we come to a very fascinating and uh, intriguing point. Uh, It's in verse 13. Pilate hearing these words led Jesus out and set him epi ekatisen bimatos. now you would think it means he sat down on the judgment seat and I think you, that's intelligible but I think it was Father de la Potterie who was the first one to say this is irony what he's saying is he sat Jesus on the judgment seat where he belongs. So Jesus being condemned is doing the judging. Now not all the, the commentators would agree with that but uh, many do. Uh, and I was checking some commentators this morning and uh, yes it's, it's ironic, you see. The text says, you see well I just read it, Ekates and Epi Uh, he sat or he sat him on the judgment seat. Historically, of course, Pilate sat there. But grammatically, there's some purposeful ambiguity. Who's judging whom here? That's what what John is saying, you see. who's, Who's really doing the judging? Jesus. Because your eternity will depend on how you judge Jesus. Now if you're a pilot, you might get to mass once in a while, you know, but you're really stuck in this world and you will, you'll do you know it might not be death, but it could be uh, you know as as, um, as I'm recording this, the American bishops are struggling right now with this conscience matter and they can't do anything but that. they can't capitulate. It would be a lie. You see? And so, Jesus is sitting on the judgment seat. In reality, whether Pilate's there as part of the lawsuit, You see what I mean? Who's doing the judging here? The judgment is what? It's how you relate to Jesus. And this is the judgment, it says in chapter 3 of uh, John. That men love darkness rather than light because they're worked for evil and they didn't want to come to the light. They didn't want their even when we sin, our consciences bother us. And we don't want to go around telling everybody, you know what I did? Funny, isn't it? I mean, if I just uh, I don't know what, built the Brooklyn Bridge, I'd want to tell everybody I just built the Brooklyn Bridge. But if I sin I don't want to tell everybody. We all know it's darkness. So what the heck are we fooling around with it for? And so, you see, uh, he sat down, or sat him down on the judgment seat at a place called the the pavement, the Thostratos, and in Hebrew, Gavata. It was the preparation day for the Passover about the sixth hour, about noon. Look at the irony, you see? Uh, did I skip a line there? Uh, see they would not go in no they said that earlier didn't they they're not going in because uh, they don't want to be um, uh, at the end of chapter 18 they don't want to be defiled so they, can, they want to keep the, the Passover don't blame the leaders of the Jews we do this all the time you know have our own little rules and regulations and pieties and uh, but we sin like the dickens and we have to stop that. So uh, Pilate said to the Jews and this is uh, uh, very significant what happens now. Behold your king. Literally true. Literally true. Behold your king. This is Adonai. Here he is. And what did they say? You see? Crucify him. Then Pilate said to the Jews. Now listen to the answer. The high priests answered. And they said, We have no king but Caesar. That does away with all Israel's history. Now, these are the high priests. The whole nation is not doing this. But the representatives of the nation are saying, we, you know, we have a secular society. That we have no king but Caesar. We have no king but the world government. We have no king but the stock market. They sink that low in their hatred and their fear. So that the leaders of the Jewish people say, We don't have any king at all but the secular government. Can you imagine? And this is the rejection. Jesus is standing there listening to this, or sitting on the judgment seat. So who's judging whom? Huh? Now, I don't mean every one of these guys went to hell because Jesus is so full of forgiveness. But there's something going on here that has to be reversed. Somehow the Jewish people have to take this back. Our King is God. And we may live to see that happen. We may live to see that happen. Um, And it will be, if it happens, and we see it, I mean on earth, we can see it from heaven, but um, it's going to change world history because a whole nation is going to say Almighty God is our King. Not just, you know, we the people of the United States in order to form a perfect union, all men are created equal. Created equal. I mean, it's a very religious with the most religious of any government. You know, all men are created equal and endowed by their creator. It's very, you know, uh, at least deist. Um, Franklin and those guys, they they knew there was a higher power. They don't. Well, they're so carried away by passion, they're willing to deny God in order to get at God's son. They don't know he's his son. But they're filled with hatred. And so, the last line of this section, then he handed him over to them to be crucified. Okay? There he is, your king. Now, we can spend the next hour meditating on how terrible the Jews are. But if we're smart, we'll start looking at, my sins are on that cross. There are times in my life when I have said, I have no king but money, power, reputation, revenge, government, something. That's what we do when we sin seriously. Jesus, the very incarnate Son of God, he's not my king. My boss, the government. Oh so money. Something is my king. We all have to watch that we don't get like Pilate, wishy washy, in and out, in and out. How do you get the way? Only by prayer. You've got to so be in love with Jesus that you say the heck with it, I'm not gonna collapse. I hope they don't beat me up and kill me, but I can't do anything else. That's only can come from the Holy Spirit. We can't do that, you see? Uh, Or we just say, I have no king but Caesar. That's dangerous. And I must say, honestly, so much of our abortion legislation is that. We have no king but Caesar. This is the beginning of the Passion of the Christ. Amen.